brought to you by cookies today shout out to cookies all kinds of cookies but these are not the ones that you eat these are not raisin bran cookies i'm not talking about chocolate chip cookies i'm talking about those cookies that you have to agree to on um, certain websites and you always do don't you every now and then you go to some website and they say um hey we want to send we want to use cookies can we can you, will you do it will you do it we want to use cookies will you do it right and you got this button that says allow or deny and if you're like me you go well i don't even know what this means but i want to see this recipe for fish tacos so yeah i mean i don't even know if this cookies could literally mean we're collecting all of your private information, including your credit card, we're going to take down your um, your SIN number, your date of birth, and we're going to contact your family. Are you cool with that? And I go, yeah, sure, because I want to see this recipe right now. I don't, I don't know what cookies are, but I agree to them every time. So shout out to cookies. Thank you for being on the internet. Thank you for being so mysterious and thank you for being so easy to allow because all you have to do to allow cookies is you click that little allow cookies um, button and you're in and you're in, you're on the website you wanted. So thank you. Go to um, www.cookies.com slash forward slash. We've had some confusion. Some people are writing in, they're going, Hey man, it's slash. Is it a backslash? Is it a forward slash? And I go, thank you so much for asking. You don't want to be doing the wrong slash. It's a it's a forward slash. So from your point of view, it's that. From my point of view, it's this. Because we're facing opposite directions. And that's how eyesight works. So it is a forward slash. Nesson. Um, no discount, though. No discount. It just allows you to get into the website. And, of course, that website collecting cookies. So click allow and then you're allowed on there. And that's it, man. Those are the internet cookies on a side note, regular cookies. I'm going to say this. Um, if you, there's so many great cookie flavors out there. Um, there, you know, my favorite, uh, it just chocolate chip is good enough for me. As, as long as the chips, the chocolate chips are big. That's what I like. You get that big chocolate chip in there and it's soft. Oh, mm. I love it. That's all I want. And the obvious comment here is if you, if you're one of these people who gravitates towards the raisin bran cookie, there's something wrong with how you were raised, your beliefs, or your taste buds. You should go to the doctor. That's not no oatmeal. Oatmeal is the one I'm thinking. Oh, you ever get like a tray of cookies at some event, and somebody willingly grabs an oatmeal cookie, and you're like, what's wrong with you we can't we can't be friends now you grabbed an oatmeal cookie you could have had a full chocolate you could have had the one with the white chocolate you grabbed an oatmeal cookie that's pretty much a cracker in fact i would rather have a cracker because at least a cracker commits to being salty and it does the whole thing an oatmeal cookie neither commits to salt or sweet what is it it's not a treat it's not a dessert because it's not that sweet yet not a cracker, which would be a satisfying, salty treat. So this is an attack. This is an attack on oatmeal cookies. I wish they were never invented. I wish that they didn't exist and they cause nothing but conflict. For somebody gets stuck with that oatmeal cookie, it's kind of like when you get a box of uh, 
a box of Timbits. It's like they're all good flavor, except there's that one, there's that one Timbit that tastes like puke. Do you guys know what I'm saying? Or at least it smells like um, puke. There's that one Timbit. I don't know what it is. I think it's sour cream or something like that. I don't, dude, that Timbit is horrendous. And the issue is that Timbit disguises itself like the other Timbits. It's very unassuming. It looks like um, an, almost an apple fritter Timbit, which I'm a big fan of. And then you bite into it and you're like, oh, this is an old man's puke. Old man's puke. I just hit the, took the gamble and lost again. I'm not a fan of that. I wish they would just get rid of those or label them. Or you got to be specific. When you do not do, don't roll the dice. When you get your Timbits, don't just say, give me a random assortment. Because they're going to throw those in there. Because nobody orders them otherwise. So you're going to get a bag. You're going to get a box with like four chocolate and um, 28 of these puke Timbits. The puke bits, as I like to say. So stay away from those. Um, stay with cookies. Now, uh, moving on here. Last over the weekend, I forgot to bring this up yesterday. Um, man, I lost my wallet and I forgot what a panic situation it is. When you're an adult and you lose something like that, it's just what an absolute panic. And I don't know about you guys. Like there's things that suck to lose, right? Like the list is probably keys, wallet, phone, sunglasses, watch. Those are the ones that I'm thinking. And I got to say, I got to be honest. Of all those things, when I really thought about it, I think number one pain in the ass to lose is wallet. Number one. Now, phone sucks, right? But if it's backed up, you could literally go get another phone. It's going to be expensive. But you can get another phone and put all your information back onto the new phone. Okay? Keys. Yeah, that sucks. Now, if you lose your keys when you're not home I, and that's your only set, that moves up to number one. Because now you're fucked. Now you can't even get inside. You got to break your own window like a cat burglar, break into your own house. You know, that's something that someone who eats puke Timbits would do. So keys, it's all circumstantial, but let's assume you're in your house. You're able to access. I got to say wallet, man, because you think about all the stuff that you have to go replace. And that's all as soon as I lost it or I thought I lost it. That's all I could think of. What a pain in the ass it's going to be license and you know they're going to charge you like $200 on some you know some trumped up fee that they randomly come up with on these licenses nine different government charges you know oh we have to because it's your second one we have to do there's a there's a sugar tax or some shit right they, when you get your license renewed they come up with some charges that were like imposed when the british first came over here like tax like yeah sugar tax there's going to be a salt tax on your license. So it costs $20, but it's going to be $99 after all these taxes are on here. So license, you got to replace debit, credit cards, pain in the ass, pain in the ass, um, Alberta healthcare card. Here's the funniest thing about our Alberta healthcare cards. They're still little pieces of shit paper. They're little pieces of shit paper. Take out your Alberta health card and look at it. Apparently you're not even supposed to laminate it. Like what year are we living in? They give you the softest piece of paper. That paper is weaker than the paper used to pick up a Timbit. And that's your Alberta, that's your health information is basically printed on an old napkin from Egypt. And that's what they use 
for our official document and you're not allowed to laminate it and nobody has ever updated it. When is that going to go through? Of all the shit that we've done, all the useless stuff that they've come up to spend money on, and we still, nobody is able to get through a bill where we have a, a, you know, a card that's an actual health card that's made of plastic. Look, I'm taking crazy pills out here. And yet for anyone who's in a different country or different um, province where you probably have an actual, you know, card. It's hilarious. In Alberta, it's a piece of paper. Imagine going to the bank and you get the, like a brand new credit card. And then they basically just handwrite on a piece of wax paper your new credit card and hand it to you. And they go, yeah, it doesn't have tap. <laughs> it also doesn't have swipe because it's paper. And you can't get a replacement without us being pretty pissed. So deal with that. Classic government, man. Classic government. So anyway, I man, I went through all the stages. Here's what's so funny. When you think you lose something, there's no panic right away, right? There's no panic. You just go, hey, I, it's not in the, the regular spot that I put it. So that's fine. You start looking around the house, right? You look in the where you normally have it, not there. Then you go to the next spot that it might be not there. Then you check one more spot where you're like, all right, I was watching TV. Maybe this wallet is near the couch. Gone. And once you've checked three spots that it feasibly might be, you spiral into like everywhere. You're looking in drawers that you've never opened. You're looking in the freezer. I'm like, maybe somehow, uh, you know, it's underneath the, the carrots. You're looking in the produce in the fridge. You're looking... Behind the furnace, you're like, I don't know. Maybe I was down here last night and I don't remember. And I was behind the furnace. I had my wallet. It fell out. I don't know. Like you just go into full ransack mode looking everywhere. And the funniest behavior we do when you lose something is to go back and check the same place like eight times. Because you know why? You're in denial. The first stage, the first stage of grief, denial. I checked our nightstand beside our bed. Literally probably eight times because I'm going, it can't be, there's no way, there's no way. And even my internal dialogue, which is normally like this, this is how I think. Normally this would be like my inside voice is like, Todd, we can do it. Let's go. Let's do it. You got to go to the bathroom. We're thirsty now. Get a drink. Now go to the bathroom. Now go, now go on Google images and look for boobs. (laughs) That's my inside voice. But when you lose something, it starts going, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? So you look around because you're in denial. You look at the same places two, three, four, five times. You look in places that it could not even possibly be. You're thinking about going on the roof, getting a drone. And then you start getting mad, right? You ever start getting mad when you lose something? Start taking it out on your partner? You go, they must have fucking moved it, right? They go, you, they must have fucking moved it because I... Because I wouldn't, I know where my shit is, okay? I know where I put my stuff, right? And then you start, you have to, you passively, aggressively accuse your partner of hiding it or moving, right? But you do it in such a way, you don't want to do confrontation, right? You just go like, hey, um, hey, have you seen, uh, you see my wallet, right? And they go, no, right? And that doesn't, you go, super weird though, um, because this is just, <laughs> this is where I put it and this is where I always... <laughs> Right. And you start doing those laughs, those psycho, like I'm about to lose my mind laughs. Well, this is, I mean, 
this is where I always put it. So I don't really understand. Right. That's how, you know, you're accusing someone. You go, I don't really understand. Boom. That's the exact same as saying you did it. You start going after your, right. You start lashing out at people because you go, it's, it's not feasible. I checked behind the furnace. Where is this thing? It's gotta be someone else. It's gotta be the people closest to me. These are now the people that I have to target and I have to go after for this thing. You start, right? You ever have it where you're so close to going in on them? Or have you ever had it where you actually straight up accuse them and you go, that's it. You moved it. You always move stuff. You're putting things in places where it's not supposed to go. You moved it, right? And they go, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Calm down. I don't know what you're talking about. And then you find it and you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) You almost wish they did move it. When you accuse someone of hiding something or losing it, and then you find it and you realize you've been wrong the whole time. I mean, that might be one of the biggest U-turns you have to make. And you got to go in like, I'm sorry, I was hungry. Um, you know, it hailed last night. I always, you know, it always scrambles my chemicals in my brain when it hails. I'm sorry, right? And they just give you that look like, yeah, I told you. I told you. Don't come at me with that, right? But boy, is it stressful. When you lose something, right? And you're thinking, oh, what the fuck? Where could this even be? But then on the flip side of it, so what happened with my wallet was I put it on the windowsill where I never put it. I don't know why the hell I put it up there. I put it on the windowsill and then I lowered our blinds down and it was behind so I couldn't see it, right? I, and I, I have no idea why I never put that there. I'm very OCD about my stuff. I can't even go to sleep. I don't know if anyone's like me. Like when I go to sleep at night, I have to look over at my side table and I have to see my possessions. Like I literally have to be like, okay, there's my wallet. There's my watch. There's my glasses. There's my phone. We may now commence sleeping. Now we can try to sleep. And if any of those items are missing, even if I used it in the house, right? Like if my phone's not there and I know I haven't left the house, but I used it. I'm like, I can't. I can't. What if it's not here? I got to go downstairs and get it. And I have to see it to believe it. I got to see it to believe it. And so that's how like, you know, antsy I get with having stuff in a particular place. So I don't lose it. And um, now on the flip side of freaking out when you lose something, when you finally find it, the rush that you get. Oh, oh my God. The rush. When you lose something. And you think it's lost, like your wallet, and then you find it, I mean, that has to be heroin. It has to be the same thing. The euphoria, the weight that is lifted off your shoulders, the realizing that now you get to have a normal day. Oh, it's almost worth it. It's almost worth the almost losing a thing just so that you can have that feeling when you find it. You feel better than if you had not lost it in the first place. You got a little pep in your step. You got a little jump. You're like, I got my wallet. I got my wallet. Everything's actually okay. I was about to have a mental breakdown. I was about to have a panic attack, but now I'm okay again because I got my wallet. Now I feel even better. Boom. That's what I had when I found my wallet. Oh, man. Woo. Just the relief of that. Oh. The things, the things that we go through. Wow, life is tough, ain't it? Now, 
On another note here, I just saw this. Um, Canada's Got Talent is coming back to, I guess, Canada. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. I love this shit. I love this. Now, would I go on Canada's Got Talent? I don't know. I don't know. Now, here's what I would say is that exposure-wise, it's a great idea. But nerve-wracking-wise, I can't think of a harder environment to perform in than Canada's Got Talent. So I've actually met a couple comics who were on America's Got Talent. And they told me, like, you know, that show is edited together in a non-sequential way. The order that you see the contestants come out on that show is not the same order that they've actually auditioned in, if that makes sense. They will audition people in just whatever, their own order, and then later on they'll cut up the auditions to sort of have cohesion and make it flow better, right? So what I'm saying is that as a stand-up comedian, they will show the auditions. When you watch American Idol, they'll show the auditions for like four stand-up comics back to back to back. And if you were like the third stand-up comic and that really happened, you're at a huge advantage because the audience has been warmed up. They're geared now for stand-up comedy. And it would be a lot closer to actually performing at a club or for an actual comedy audience. But that's not what happens. They just stick you in between. The guy I talked to, it was like a juggling act, dancing act. Then he had to go up and then it was like, you know, a trapeze or whatever after him. Trapeze? Is that a thing? You know, the people who swing around. The swingers. Right after him. And so that sounds so intimidating, man. That sounds so frightening. Because you need a certain setting for comedy to work. And you need the audience to be warmed up. And in the mo you can't go from if some you know, if some little girl goes up and sings opera and kills it, and you gotta try and go do stand up right after that, it's oh that's mission impossible. So I don't know. It would be kind of neat to try. Um, I don't know if they would ever let a Canadian, like a stand-up, win that show. But um, it, just in case, I'm gonna start working on my um, my sob story. I'm gonna start working on because that seems to be the key. You gotta have some type of emotional build-up. I gotta come up with something, right? Um, as the background story. So br start brainstorming on that. Um, but it will be neat to see. I wonder where they will do auditions. And um, it'll be curious because I always wondered if this show was going to come back. I always wondered, I guess maybe we just don't have enough people because we had, they don't even do Canadian Idol anymore, I don't think, right? So I don't know. Maybe they, we just didn't have, we don't got enough people. Maybe we're too spread out, right? Maybe Simon Cowell did the drive from Saskatoon to Calgary one time and he's like, I'm out, dude. He's like, oh my God. What was that? Nine hours on a bus and we're barely here i'm out i didn't realize this country was so wide and i go welcome to my life driving around doing gigs um speaking of which before we wrap this up things are opening back up shows are coming back online i've had a lot of people asking when are the clubs opening specifically in calgary hang tight hang tight i've talked to them it's only going to be it should be in a few weeks nothing is firm yet but hang tight rest assured things are coming back and, um, of course I will post as soon as I have firm dates, I have one festival that I'm doing in September. Um, and I'll give some more details on that this week. Cause that one is actually firmed up. And then as things come to fruition and as these shows trickle back in, which is an absolute miracle. And I've waited, we've all waited, we've waited, we've, 
We've all waited. I don't know why that sounded like Trump. We've all waited. It's huge for the comedy to come back. Terrible. Terrible impression. And I apologize for even doing it. But that's it, man. Happy uh, Wednesday. And of course, you know where I'll be. And I know where you'll be. We'll be back here again Thursday. Can't wait to see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.